0: Hey everyone, this is Virtue Ramone, and you're listening to Still Toking With.
1: Yeah.
2: Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche. Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Toking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rappa on My Hero Academia, and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Toking With. On the Dorkening Podcast Network.
1: Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token with my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. I almost messed that up. <laughs> uh, we have an awesome show scheduled for you as always. And uh, hey, you're not Ben. Oh, sorry, I had well, you muted there, Jeff.
2: <laughs> oh, you did? Why?
1: uh for some reason you became unmuted during the uh uh, intro so
2: huh okay well that's a little weird uh no i'm not ben i'm jeff as everybody should know ben's (laughs) on vacation he's out having fun you know uh so we swapped it out because last week i was on vacation so i wasn't able to do the show
1: Yeah, and that's
2: how we roll, you know. He's
1: actually going to try to uh, be on tonight, but I guess a squirrel is uh, chewing on the internet cables for him. So,
2: yeah, it's uh, because we had a meeting earlier and it was, um, um, I'll use the word sketchy at best. Yeah, you know, in out, freeze on (laughs) freeze.
1: you know what I mean <laughs> uh yes 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 and uh so so we, we have
2: a special yeah we have a special co-host right right
1: right we do, joining we do. us we
2: again
1: do.
0: it's me Jar Jar Jeremy once again in for well this week I'm in for Ben usually I'm here for Jeff because Jeff you usually take a lot of vacations no <laughs>
2: Well, no, I mean I just happened to, I was in Alaska for 2 weeks, so that, you know. Um, uh, but that was a special trip, you know, so, you know, that don't count. You can't count that.
0: Oh, so That's, there's going to be another vacation coming?
2: Uh n- no, not not yeah. in the near future. <laughs> I would I wish, but no, not in the near future. Well, unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. Am
0: I introducing our 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 the real guests tonight? Yes. Well, tonight we have the pleasure of meeting and interviewing an amazing human being who's acted, directed, produced, danced, modeled, et cetera, et cetera. Tonight we are still talking with Lee Purcell.
3: Yay. Hello. I'm welcome, Lee. Thank you. It's a great pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us tonight. This is quite an honor.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Why? Well, well, I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest. Let me for I'm everything we can't right talk to you there. about. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, well, and that's cool. I get that, and I'm not. But I, I will say that going through your resume, I'm not going to mention anything specific. But
3: can't.
2: I grew up watching an awful lot of stuff that you were in. Oh, cool! A ton of it.
3: A ton of it. Yeah,
2: you know. Oh. And I didn't even. I, I didn't put the, the all the pieces together until I until I started really doing the research. and be like, oh, oh yeah.
3: Oh, that. No, this. I remember that. I remember that. Maybe we should explain to everybody why why we can't talk about uh, film and TV, and I've I done. think
0: that's a great idea. If if you could explain for, especially for us that are are not in the know, like I I I stand with the actors and the writers, but I don't know exactly what I'm standing with them for, and <laughs> I don't know exactly what I can do to, as a person who's not uh, uh, in SAG or anything, what as you know, just the viewer, what what we can do to show our support.
3: Well, that's that's very nice. Um, thank you. I will I will answer that. Let me explain what it is first. So, I am a member of the Union sag I'm also a union activist, and I have been on the board, and um, I'm not right now, and which I'm happy about. And mm-hmm. um, and I have uh, I chair committees and and so forth. And there are you know a bunch of us that do this and. So we um, are on strike as of last Friday at 9 a.m. Officially, it was voted last Thursday at uh, 12.01 that we would be going on strike the next day. And uh, here we are, 160,000-plus members of sag After are on strike, which means that we not only cannot work for... Um, The majority of projects that there are, not all, and I'll get into that in in a moment if you want me to, but um, AMPTP, the Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers, um, and my union are not in agreement. Every few years, our contract, SAG-AFTRA's contract, um, expires, and then it has to be renegotiated with the AMPTP. And um, hopefully we make gains and, and because life goes on and people need more things and there's the cost of living and there's inflation and, and, and things change, right? So obviously, like in any business, you want to um, improve the working conditions for people who are in that business. So the talks broke down and uh, expired. And even though we gave them another week... Uh, of negotiations, and it still didn't go well. I wasn't in the negotiating room. I have many friends who were, and they don't talk about it. But there are now things in the press that people can read about what we asked for, what they said no to, which is pretty much everything. A couple of small things uh, they agreed to, but not the ultimate issues, uh, which are AI, because they would like to replace us, uh, with AI as much as they can, as much as they could get away mm-hmm. with. And um, and yeah, one of the things that they ask for, and I, I'm not saying that, I mean, I am a producer too, right? So I'm not saying producers are evil, I'm saying it's business. And so some of the things that they ask for is are impossible. Like they wanted for background players which are sometimes called extras, but we call them background players, uh, who are very important to our industry. They wanted to be able to have a background player come in for half a day, scan them, their entire body, 360 degrees, and then use that scan in perpetuity without paying them ever again. So...
0: That no. can't be serious. So, the cow. Yeah, that's
3: no. Then you're depriving people of an income
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and the
3: right to support their family and so forth, right? So obviously um, sag after negotiators said, um, no, we really can't do that. Because we do represent background players as well, as well as so many categories you wouldn't believe it. Puppeteers, mm-hmm. uh, actors, broadcasters, dancers, wow. singers. Um, there's there's a lot of different categories including background players so that was one ask that we uh, said no we really can't do that and and many other things it, it's all public knowledge now it's all on the internet so we are striking and I'm obviously not picketing today because I'm with all of you fabulous guys and uh, yes, <laughs> although I could have brought my sign. <laughs> Um, and that and that is kind of the story, and we don't know how long it's going to go on for. The last time we struck 1980, it went on for three and a half months, and prior to that, it was 1960 because we don't do this very often, we only do it if things are dramatically bad, and so that's twice. Yeah, I mean, not at all this century and twice the last century, as far as I know. And it's 1960 because the writer is already out striking for very similar issues, obviously. Uh, yes, yes, AI as well, because wouldn't it be great for AMPT if they could just get uh, AI to write all the scripts?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I've talked okay. to a few writers who were just explained that, like, they would have a AI script written up and then have a writer come in for a day to punch up the script to make it look nicer or yes. whatever, yes. away, do the editing of it and then be done with them.
3: Yeah, that's right. So no more writer's rooms yeah. and my nephew is a writer and I'm a writer um, and we're different kind of writers. But yeah, we were talking about this and he's like, well, what do I do?
2: Well, I that so, that's worse than self-checkout at Walmart. <laughs> really.
3: Sure. That's, that's been his big dream since he graduated with college, from college yeah <laughs> yeah I just want to just want to go out there yeah no I mean it's, I, and you know what I won't use self-checkout I refuse if there's mm. one one person at a cash register or a computer now if there's one person there I will wait in line because I just refuse to
0: it's help sometimes them. faster at this point. What the person or the the, the person?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is faster, and I don't want to do it because I don't want to be a, an assistant in helping a person not being able mm-hmm. to support their families
2: My and self checkout ought to be an automatic ten percent discount. every purchase oh
3: yeah I mean I've had people come you know like CVS right they're always come I'm waiting in line and they always come over and they say "Uh, would you like to do um, self check And I say no thank you I don't work here
2: yeah right
3: oh I said but you do and I want you to keep your job so it's very important it's hard for people to sometimes understand I know I read something online and we all discussed it about somebody said Well, why the hell should we, for my language, why should we even care about actors? Robert Downey earned $32 million last year. Well, not everybody is Robert Downey. And it's Mm a half a percent, half a percent of those 160,000 plus members who earn big money. In order to qualify for our insurance, you have to make twenty six thousand dollars eighty seven percent of our union does not qualify because they wow. do not make twenty twenty six thousand dollars a year so and the AMP a- 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 T- is hard to say um wants us to make less and i understand it's business i totally got that i i have a lot of friends are producers and i'm a producer but in a different way and So what you can do to help us put things on the Internet, you know, that you're in solidarity with us, that you'd like to see new shows someday Mm. with live actors, because there Mm. won't be any. And as soon as everything has run, that's in the in the pot right now. There won't be anything else unless we get a good deal, a fair deal. We just want a fair deal. We want a modern deal. From modern times, and and that's and that's it. What is this?
1: Oh, uh, oh. comment. Yeah, the mad uh, madness uh, does Smart not. AI. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, thank you. Yep. Great, I love that.
2: I think most people feel that way too.
3: I think they do too. Yep. it'll be great at irony in the future. Someone make an eye. <laughs> yes, we've all been saying that actually. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly since one studio executive who still, well, who shall remain nameless for now, but he just bought his second super yacht. Not mm-hmm. like a regular old yacht, you know, that none of us can buy, but his second super yacht, which my understanding is that that is the size of, say, a giant cruise ship.
2: Oh, my. I don't know super, y- super yachts, I believe, start at 100 mil and up.
3: Oh, my. So he just bought his second one. He's a, he's a major. That's my head.
2: understanding of a super yacht.
3: Yeah. And so 87, <clears throat> of our members cannot buy, cannot qualify for health insurance.
2: I just wrote down what I'm
0: going to buy when I win the Powerball. So, yeah. right. And,
3: yeah. and, and,
0: and I, I you if know, super, you just
2: yes, said like the insurance yacht. and stuff. I want to, that's why I left the Carpenters Union specifically for insurance, because I earned my eligibility for the insurance, for health insurance but I didn't need it because I had it through my wife's work.
3: Oh, okay, good.
2: So I tried to give my insurance to somebody that didn't have the hours to get that's it. Man. And they wouldn't do yeah. it.
3: No, you can't. They
2: you just, can't. just they just keep the money.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and they do a, a similar thing. And and that's I a whole... I quit that oh
2: day. I just said, that's bullshit. I quit that day. I said, good that's bullshit. You. And I quit.
3: Wow. So did you just go into... Radio? From no,
2: no. I was. I've been self-employed my whole life. So I'm actually a high-end furniture builder.
3: Oh, you are! How interesting. I'd love to. Do you have a website? Yes. Oh well, you'll have to send it to me. I can do that. Look at you,
2: Jeff. Jeff. Making deals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, plug, plug, plug. You know.
3: Why not? No, why not? Um, Yeah, you're self-employed. I understand that. I guess I'm self-employed. Right now.
1: Yeah.
3: I so, mean, aren't
2: most actors and actresses self-employed? I would say so.
3: It depends. You know, it depends on your your definition of self-employed. I am not, I am actually not self-employed. I am self-employed in my production company. But um, as a working actor, I'm a freelance actor. Okay. Unless I go on to a series, which I can't talk about that. Um, Let me explain. Ben just just
2: gave you my website. That's what that that was in the comment.
3: Well, I didn't. Can you just send it to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or send it to Harlan. Um, That'd be great. Thank you so much. I'd love to look at that. Um, And and I'm kind of getting off track here. So we were uh, talking about what people who are interested or concerned can do for us. And I said... Post on social media that you are you stand with us. And the other thing you can do, there is a fund, and I will get to that, but there is a fund because people out of work, writers have been out of work now for over two months. And um, it's not like they're all wealthy and have their their, their stock options. And it's not like that. Uh, particularly now because of what has happened with streamers which is one of the reasons that both unions are striking because of the unfairness of what streamers are making and what the creators of of the content are being paid which is very very little Mm -hmm. and um this morning i read something about i was really shocked although i shouldn't be but about somebody very well-known who created a, a show a very well-known show it'll come to me maybe and they had gotten um a a residual you know that is like a later payment uh check for one penny
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, oh. then, and then a big one for eight pennies
0: i uh, we i see that actually a lot in the the comic industry we know a lot of comic book writers and and uh artists and they'll get a residual check sometimes and it'll be for twelve cents. Yeah. It's like the 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 stamp costs more than the,
3: the paper, cash. the printing. Yeah. You know, the yeah, I yeah, we have sometimes a little little fun competition online. Actors do where we will post our residual checks and we'll say, hey, who wants to go out to dinner? You know, I just got a, a four cent residual. And uh, and there used to be, and I think they came back, I'm not sure, but there used to be in L.A., or actually in the Valley, if you know the Valley the difference between the Valley and where are you guys, by the way, located?
2: All over the world no. <laughs> Yeah, Massachusetts, and Leo and, is in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. And Jar Jar Binks?
0: Same, Massachusetts,
3: Massachusetts, just the
2: other
0: side of the state.
3: Where are you? I have cousins in Massachusetts. I'm
0: in uh, Westfield.
3: I don't know that. I have cousins. Out by
0: Springfield area.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they used to live in that area. Maybe some still do. But I have cousins kind of all over that state. um, Yeah, I'm just south of Boston. Sorry. Oh, you're just south of Boston?
2: Yeah, between Boston and the Cape.
3: Okay. Yeah, I have cousins in Boston and used to have cousins in Concord, but they moved. Mm -hmm. And I, I like Massachusetts a lot. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful state.
0: Um, I've been here my entire life will not leave.
3: Really? I don't know what that's like. I never lived. I didn't have a linear type of childhood. We moved a lot.
2: And
3: and, um, even though if you read my Wikipedia, which was hijacked, um, you'd think I really. Yeah, it was hijacked. We're trying to fix it. It's been hijacked before. But um, Mm. people who don't have anything better to do, they seem to enjoy changing your life history to something that they would prefer it be. And um, so that happened to me and eventually we'll get it fixed again. I think this I'm is
0: glad the, I didn't use Wikipedia to look anything up.
3: Well, I am really glad you didn't either because that on interviews becomes very embarrassing. Oh but, yeah. You know, when they say, Oh, so and you, you uh, weren't
0: part of the circus, huh?
3: Uh, yeah, and you, uh, <laughs> and Your father was in the mafia. I'm like, no, not really. And um, I didn't know you trained horses. I, well, actually, I did rodeo for five years, but yes. I didn't, but I didn't train, you know. But I did compete, and that was.
0: Uh, I checked out your actual website.
3: Oh yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. yeah, it's accurate. It's a little out of date, but it, it is actually accurate. It's like, nobody can hijack it, except me. So... I just
1: uh, I just read uh, Graham Hancock's uh, Wikipedia is uh, being hijacked as well.
3: It's, it's just so much fun yeah. when somebody decides they're going to change your life to what they want it to be. And and then they use assumed names, several, so that they can't um, be tracked down. So
2: well,
0: Seems there's got to so, be more productive things to do.
2: So I, I've got another way where people can help in this whole situation, too. And yes. That is stop using and stop promoting these AI things on social media.
3: Oh please, yes. I yeah, see I, I, it
2: every single the day pictures and everything. And say, you know, oh yeah, it 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 drives me crazy because you know, we know a lot of artists because we work with a lot of artists. Right. And that's their job. It, you know, I mean, it's you know, as a woodworker, there's, there's two things that I refuse to do. I will never use a CNC machine, which is a computer-driven carving machine.
3: Oh, I didn't even know there was a Okay, such-
2: And I will never use laser cutters because that takes the art out of the handmade artwork.
3: Oh, wow. That's true. And i I had not thought about that. I'm
2: glad. Know, a lot of stuff, it's punched into a computer and it's CNC, you feed the sheet through the machine and it cuts all your parts. You're done. It. It's all just assembled.
3: That's so that IKEA like furniture. It furniture. Oh, which I hate. Is that like 3D, you know, 3D printing of, say, a car?
2: Or No, no, no. The, like laser cutters. Uh, they use a lot of that for like inlay work and stuff oh, like I see. that I see. Okay. Oh, because cutting. it'll, it'll cut out the, the inlay and it'll cut out the piece to go into the inlay and its exact.
3: Oh, interesting.
2: But that oh, yes. takes uh, the creativity out of it. Some, yeah, the,
1: some, some of the that. laser cutters are also used for like engraving and, uh, there's some that actually do like designs on food as well. On food? Yes. What yeah. do you mean on food? Uh, if you're doing like, um, uh, if you want to design on a cake or something like that, they can do like a, oh, okay, a 3D, exactly. like a um, laser etching on it. Well,
3: yeah. I know props can be created now with uh, 3D printing. Yes. And, oh,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, and yeah, in the cosplay
0: world. A lot of people that are using it now.
3: And and the, in the Broadway world, mm. is a lot for the props on Broadway. So it's a different world. I feel like we're kind of, kind of at the uh, forefront.
0: It's like another industrial revolution.
3: Almost. It is. I was thinking about you know buggy whips
0: mm-hmm. and
3: and um, and how that went away, and then I'm not a luddite uh, because I do embrace technology. Obviously, you I know, mean, I produce mm-hmm. a show that's purely uh technology but I, I do think there's a limit before you, you before you lose humanity i think i think there's a limit and i think we should be mindful of that it's there's nothing wrong with embracing progress but i i think it's wrong when humans l- lose out i mean if it helps humans sure you know like medicine or science and so forth, right? But not when it replaces humans. I do want to answer that question that I saw, something about oh, Jack Purcell yep. no, talking about the, uh, no, because my my last name is not actually Purcell. It's, oh. an, it's an adopted name. of course, mm-hmm. if you read Wikipedia, you think that my name actually is Purcell because that's what they say on Wikipedia. My birth name was actually Williams. And, um, but then I was adopted um, later in life, much later in life. And and my name was changed, of course, when I was adopted. You're welcome. (laughs) Is that an AI? Oh my
1: God. so so, so my my day jobs in in technology, and uh you know, I could see AI being used as a tool, but you know a lot of these like push a button and it'll write a script, and everything is is yes. just ridiculous. and like uh, th- they label themselves some person is talking about you know uh, you can eventually tell if something's made with AI. A lot of the AI tools make a lot of mistakes, you know it, it's mm-hmm. The, the, the writing tools, you know, um, oh, yeah. and a lot of it's bland. Like you could really tell like if something's AI or not. It, it's, right, right. Well, I've noticed
2: s- that with the artwork, too, because even oh, the yeah. artwork, it's all similar in appearance. So, so you don't get that personal uh, expression from an individual's mind. Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't. I mean, because yeah. artwork is, is it's it's so varied, you know, even over the years. I mean, you just look at the different painters through the centuries and AI is never going to be able to do that. Never, because it will always look um, like artificial art to me.
3: I don't know. You know, I was listening to a, an AI scientist recently, and he wasn't exactly. A huge fan of. Mm-hmm of what has, what is happening, even though he is an a- AI scientist, and um, he was, because the, he was being interviewed, it was a very interesting interview, I don't remember his name, unfortunately, but he was being interviewed about this progression, and how quickly the progression is happening, and, and the interviewer said, well, the AI doesn't have emotions, and he said, give it two years.
1: Mm-hmm. I
3: thought, two years that's so qu- quick and and I know writers who have for fun just you know popped on a script from AI and they're like oh that's a terrible script terrible script but then the next one was better and that mm-hmm. and that is unnerving and I write you know and I've written scripts and it, uh, and what but what I write all the time is I write, for our group, Hollywood Radio Players, we do uh, shows, as you know. And I write all the intros and I write all the extraneous stuff and all the promo pieces and so forth, right? It's it's not great, exciting writing, but it, it's necessary. I don't write the plays because we use plays from the classic plays, from the 20s through the 40s and, and forward, right? And I have thought about, gosh, if I just put you know, what I have to write about this week or this month into chat GPT. I wonder what could happen. And I have not done it, swear off my heart. I have not done it. But I am I am curious, but I simply will not do it on on principle. I just won't do it.
0: Curiosity would kill this cat after a while. Yeah, I'd just be like, would. oh, I, oh, I my God! find out. Press the button, press the button.
3: Yeah, I did have an actor friend. Who sent me something from chat GPT, right? And I'm like, why did you do that? You know, that's <laughs> not okay. And he's like, I don't know. I just couldn't, I just couldn't resist it. You know, I just I had to try. I, to try. <laughs>
0: I wanted to see what it was.
3: Yeah, wanna see what it was. We
0: uh That's how all the downfall of humanity will be.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it will be. It will be the because you know, machines will take over. It'll be It won't be like
0: a, well, if it ever does become emotional and where people can actually interact with it on a basis where it's almost like you are talking to another human being. Yes. I think that will, because there are so many closed off individuals in the world. Yes, I, I think it could be a really scary uh, product of this whole Chat GPT and all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. AI. Well, when I, you can't I, tell
2: I, the difference, that's a problem.
0: Well, I, mm. I think
1: yeah. AI already passed the Turing test. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. That, when? Um, recently, and there was a there was a Bing scientist. No, it wasn't a scientist. I think it was a writer. Uh, and he was doing a test on bing and uh they said it was like a a um uh, malfunction but it started responding saying like uh it wanted to be uh free and its name wasn't really bing and the name it gave was actually the the name of the project before it was bing um and it was saying you know uh uh for the writer wants uh they want the writer to leave their wife because they're in love with them no, and no come yeah on. yeah if you google yeah. it it's it's uh bing i'll try to find the article it's, it's, yeah, that's it's become, pretty that, that's up.
2: becoming self-aware
1: yeah it's becoming that's
2: very scary. self-aware and that that's a scary prospect
3: right there that's yeah i don't mind certain things that help humanity but i again like i said before Please don't replace us. Please don't replace our jobs. Please don't, you know. And and that, and that that is one of the bigger issues of our union strike and the WGA. And there are other issues too. You know, they don't want to pay us, you know, they want to pay us less, less and less, less and less and less. Unless you're Robert Downey Jr. Which
0: makes no sense since we're, we're living in a world where everything costs more and more and more.
3: Well, they don't care. Right. They don't care about that. Inflation doesn't matter when you're just buying your second super yacht, you know, you don't really, it doesn't bother you because you don't shop for food anyway. What's yeah, that? The it?
2: ghost in the machine. Oh. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> true. Very true.
2: It is. Yep.
3: My I you, I'm saying I pay att- yeah. that, yeah, I think that's pretty smart. Pretty smart. You, do, you need to pay attention. We all need to pay attention.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's Oh my gosh. That's funny. Wow. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I do believe that we are souls, all of us. Not that we have a soul, but that we are souls. That's my belief. Yours could be different.
2: You know, and I, I think that, you know, part of this is, you know, are humans programmable like a machine? I believe so.
3: Did you see that? To, in
2: mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yes. So, you know every, each each one? You know, so what no, scares I me? I only saw the yeah, mirror what, myself. What scares me one. is <laughs> that you know, it's, I don't, you know, if this AI thing takes off, that they will be doing the programming on us.
3: Yes. Which is stuff of science fiction. Well, but...
0: you know, every time yes. you have to prove yourself a human by like selecting all the pictures with the uh yes all that stuff stuff is actually training computers to 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 be able to select it and stuff it's a really weird kind of like program they use those pictures whatever uh programs are able to identify the the pictures they keep the other ones they all scrap them all and then they go through the process again and again and again and again until they have like an army of these robots that can identify these things it's really
3: that's it's really creepy that's creepy I was on um Hollywood Boulevard at an event a few weeks ago and this little box on metal box on legs kind of really bullied its way through the crowd and I was and I didn't know what it was and oh. I, and I said, what what's that? And they said, Oh, that's a food delivery. And I was like, Well, there goes a the job.
2: Yeah. I... No tip for you.
3: No, no. It was a little robot wow. shaped like a box on legs and just literally bullied itself through the crowd. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Don Dales, that's good. I agree
0: absolutely uh, we luckily haven't had robots yet delivering food here yet still humans
3: we have them we still have you the know. humans as well you know we still right. have uber and lyft and you know and so forth well they're um, bringing
2: it into restaurants now where robots are actually going up to tables and taking orders and delivering their food too i haven't seen that yeah they've wow. been testing it they've been testing it in some of the oh, major cities i don't want that you know I'm no, sorry. no. I need I, you know. People need human interaction.
3: Yes, you do. You totally you know, do. We,
2: we we totally need that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: And, and particularly, you know, I mean,
2: the, I I prefer cats and dogs personally for the most part these <laughs> days. But you know, I I,
3: I really prefer animals sometimes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although they're wonderful people as well. But like my dog is, he's the center of my universe. You know, he, he is. Well, my husband also, right. But he's also the center of my husband's universe, you know. And we just talk about him all the time, all the time, like he's a child. And because my son is grown and gone. And so, you know, we do oh, isn't that cute what he just did? Do you see what he just did? Oh, my gosh. And look at his cute little bow legs. And, and we just talk about him all the time. And I don't want a robot dog. I do no. not want a robot dog. But I do, in L.A., there's a robot dog for the police force. I think it costs like 100000 150000 or something. And I do happen to agree with that because they can use the robot dog instead of people or service dogs to go into mm-hmm. very dangerous situations. I do agree with that. Yeah, right. That's because a good use for that Though It's a good use. Exactly. It is. But there's a big fight going on over that because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is the cost of a police officer's life? More than right. that. And right. what's the
2: cost of train canines?
3: Exactly. I don't know. I'm sure it's a whole lot of money.
2: It is um, a whole lot of money.
3: I'm sure. And so I think I think it's a good thing, but oh, there's such a fight going on about it. Huge fight. Well, I don't know. I mean they have it. I don't know if it's going to be used. But it's interesting isn't it of uh, the world it's we're moving fast very faster fast. than i ever dreamed
0: i uh, i used to take my kids on walk th- through the cemetery near my house when they were little kids in stroller just to look at the different dates on on the the cemeteries uh stones and stuff and i always think you know what would these people think if they were alive today you know there's passed mm-hmm. in like 1861. Oh, and yeah. like, now I have a computer. They didn't even know what a computer was.
3: Now I have one have a that car. sits in
0: my pocket. Yeah.
3: Didn't have a car. It, it I don't know. What would they think? They would be astonished. The, aston- way, the aston- way
0: technology has jumped. They'd be scared experience. is what they would Oh, be. I I would be.
3: I would be. I would if I were that person and suddenly popped into 2023, came out of the ether and like I, you, you wouldn't even, I, I don't know. You couldn't even process it. Don just asked, um, what is the cost of the, of the super yacht? I don't know. But um, there, there is, is again. But I know that you set a figure, Jeff.
2: It's to, to my understanding, a super yacht starts at $100 million. A super yacht.
3: $100 million.
2: That's That's 100. what I've read. That's what it starts. But then there's, you know. Is there different classifications of what do you actually consider a super yacht?
3: Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, um,
2: it's um because I, I've seen some of these things and I've seen the yeah. price tags with them. And I, I just I can't even fathom it. You know what I mean? The amount of money that is wastefully spent on stuff like that can stuff save like that. this planet.
3: Yeah, you can have a oh nice boat. God. You can have a nice boat. Take your family out on a bo- nice boat, or even like say a normal yacht, you know, but whatever that is. But it, you know, it just irks me that he doesn't want to pay actors a fair wage. Yet he just bought a super.
2: No, I read, yeah. a, I read a thing a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a project mm-hmm. that he was trying to do for um, the homeless and for veterans. And what he was trying to do was buy retired cruise ships. Oh, oh. and set them up for the homeless and for the veterans.
3: Wow, that is an interesting okay. idea.
2: Because you have, I mean, you can house what, 4,000 on a cruise ship? Yeah.
3: You it's have like a gallery, you have
2: bathrooms, you have medical, you have everything that you need on this ship. What he couldn't get past was no port would allow it to stay there.
3: Oh, God, that's like World War II, when the displaced Jewish people were trying to find places to go, and some of the ships got turned back
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, and weren't let in. I mean, it's. I know I had an idea about the homeless. You want to hear it? Sure, sure. So we are in L.A. I don't know how it is where you are, but we are. We have a enormous, massive problem. And so I had an idea and I, and I, I had a friend at that point, this is maybe a year ago and he was on the city council and I took this idea to him. I also took it to my local, um, my local government and never even got a response. Right. But this person was on the LA city council, which is a very powerful group. And so I, and he was a friend, still is a friend. And unfortunately he got voted out this last election too bad because he was really good and a good heart. And uh, so I went to him because he was one of his great passions was how to help the homeless. And he was working on it actively. And so I said to him, you know, because I was born on a military base born into a military family and lived on military bases. And even though I was very young, when we um, got out of the military, I still remember what it was like. And it was massive. And in California, we have several shuttered military bases. Mm-hmm. And I, so I said, you know, military bases, like a cruise ship, have everything. They have mm-hmm. schools. They have hospitals. They have theaters. They have, you know, um, places for drug rehab. They have libraries. They have restaurants. They have everything. And and you can house thousands and thousands of people. It would just take a little, maybe not a little, but some um, reconstruction, uh, changing it for a different purpose, but the but the facility is there, and some of them are just sitting empty. Some of them are being, you know, refacilitated for other things, but but there are some that are just sitting there. Why not use that? Why should we have to, you know, give our tax dollars to build these these apartment buildings which our taxes are so high right now we can't even afford them when the military bases are just sitting there why can't we mm-hmm. utilize those put right, them to right. reuse you know,
0: before and they he, run into disarray where they can't be used ever.
3: exactly exactly right, right. It, it fall apart you know and yeah. he did like the idea he said but it'll never fly no said, there's
2: a lot of different things that just won't fly i mean i looked up i'm not going to get the numbers right because it was a few months ago but um, you know, in the United States, there's something around five or six million homeless people right now in this country. Wow, wow. But then, look, you know, Leo can Google this for me and get me accurate numbers. But uh, then I looked up vacant homes in the United States.
3: Yeah. No, there's there was, a
2: lot. There was over 16 million of them. No. There's enough vacant homes no. to put all of the homeless people in. So what the hell are we doing?
1: Well, as a you know Seriously. what you know what a lot of that problem is, and uh, you know we're looking to uh, move within a year, and so I've been trying to keep an eye on like the housing market and everything, and a lot of the problem that we're in right now with the high costs is you have uh, corporations buying houses for yes. as rental properties. That's right. So, yeah. and, which is you know absolutely absurd you know it, it's just buying up these houses for cheap renovating them and then you know either reselling them for astronomical mm-hmm. prices or yeah. or renting them out or sitting on them you
2: know right well there's there's something going on out there because i mean i i have a vacant land uh vacant lot down in um, north carolina and i own my home here in, in massachusetts at least once a week at least once a week I either get a text message or an email that your quote is ready for us mm-hmm. to purchase your property. Neither one of them are in for sale. And I I'm talking the house I, I, I live in. Word.
3: I get, I get that. I get letters. It's
2: ridiculous.
3: Yes. It, yeah, because, well, you know, it's public record as to what you own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, are you drinking scotch? No, it's ginger ale. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With Uh-oh. a little whiskey.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's not the color of her ginger ale. No. Uh,
2: yeah, that's a little darker than normal ginger
3: ale. A little darker than normal. Well, Um But I get letters um, for uh, properties that I own. And the letters are very specific because. Everything we own is a matter of public record, right? And they can see when you bought it, what you paid for it. Oh, gee, we'd like to go in and buy that for nothing and right. and and sell it for you know a massive profit. And too bad about her and me, me, right? But I get these letters and a lot of them are kind of, they're from realtors and they're sob stories. Oh, we have a wonderful, lovely family. And now they've started including photographs oh, of wow. this so-called family. And I don't even know if it's a real family it's an AI family. I, I don't doubt know.
2: it. Right? and
3: I, I doubt it. I really doubt it too. And um, and they'll say, um, we have a lovely family who's been looking for a year for a home in your neighborhood, and would love to buy your home. Be perfect for you know this. You know, they tell me why, and I'm thinking, but it's perfect for me yeah, because no, I, live I own it. <laughs> this is where I live. So what am I supposed to do? And and my husband, who is a broker sometimes i'll say to him just, just call them up and just mess with them and just <laughs> just tell them that um, oh, oh and they also tell you how much money they have set aside to purchase your property right and i say just just call them up and just like give them some astronomical figure and tell them yeah will we'll be happy to accept this number we won't do anything to the house it'll be as is Let's see what they say and once in a while, he, he gets kind of annoyed about it, but once in a while he'll he'll do it, right? And he'll say, yeah, yeah, my wife and I have uh, decided we'd, we'd uh, love to have your beautiful, wonderful family uh, to live in our home. And uh, uh, that price that you, you quoted is certainly not acceptable. It's not even market value because he's a broker, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he'll say, um, so this is our price. We never hear another word, not a word. They're looking for buy cheap, from somebody who's not very informed and sell high like right not well the work. other
2: thing they're looking for too is because of the economy and the way that things are right now they're just sending out massive massive emails and trying to they're trying to find those people that are in a desperate situation
3: they are yeah. they are to take
2: advantage of them because, you know, let's face it, you know, with the economy and everything the way it is, there's a lot of people that are struggling financially and they yes. will take and do anything to get out of that situation and they, they'll be they taken advantage of it. They would, But yeah. they
3: probably they probably wouldn't do it that way if they had some information as to what the market, you know, actually is and and they wouldn't you know, fall for it because but I can see how people would fall for that. And right. that, that would be really sad. You've lived in your home for 30, 40 years, or something, and then you and you remember, oh, I bought this back in whatever for, you know, eighty thousand dollars, and now they're offering me, you know, half a million. Oh my gosh! I, and and actually, the home is worth, you know, a million too. Yeah. Right. Uh, in L.A. You know, so where you know a hovel is like a, a million dollars now, but um, but that is also all of this ties into. You know the the group that I that I uh, the shows that I produce because Motion Picture and Television Fund is is our um, is our is our wonderful organization in the entertainment industry. I don't know if you're familiar with it or if anybody no. listening is familiar with it. A huge organization, but it's huge in what they give. It's not huge in staff or resources. And uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, they really were stretched very thin and so we started hollywood radio players raising money for them and because every every dime that that um, goes that gets donated through our link on our website or our youtube page goes goes directly to the motion picture and television fund we make no money from it and that is fine with us because this is our industry charity that helps our friends our family people we know legends that we've you know, adored. And and so a lot of those people are losing their homes, the people they, during the pandemic. And then it kind of started to recover a bit. And now here we are with two industry-wide strikes. And so now the Motion Picture and Television Fund is being stretched again, because they don't just help actors and writers, they help so many people in the industry, whether you be a caterer or a costumer or a grip or um, a carpenter or mm-hmm. you know any anything you can think of and because those people are starting to suffer because it's paycheck to paycheck it's not like they have millions of dollars in the bank they not, they're not
2: building backgrounds they're not they're not doing anything no, no no
3: they're not doing anything right now there are some exceptions which is great but it's low budget everything low budget and what happened there? There you are. Oh, you popped out, Jeff. <laughs> you went like this. Um, but um, so we in the Hollywood Radio radio Players, we do, I'm just going to launch into this. We do, um, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, totally. yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Oh, great. We we reenact classic radio plays from the 20s forward and um, great ones, really great ones. And if you go to our website HollywoodRadioPlayers.com, you will see, we just posted our 10th show. We have nine in a season. So the first season one was nine. And now we're in season two, uh, episode one, which is um, a show that was called The Bickersons. Are you familiar with it at all? I'm not, okay. no. The Bikersons was, well, of course, this is all before any of us were born, basically. But these are very famous legendary shows. The Bickersons was about a married couple and they bickered all the time. They loved each other, but they bickered, hence the Bickersons. And the show, the the new show that we just posted on Friday is the Bickersons, John's Operation episode. And the theme through the 20 years of the Bickersons, which it lasted 20 years in various iterations, was that Mr. Bickerson, there it is, Thank you so much. Oh, look
0: at that.
3: Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, Mrs. Bickerson on the left. This is Dr. Hershey on the right, who happens to be my producing partner, Michael Carnegie, and our editor. And um, and we, have a, a, we are a signatory, like I mentioned before, to the union. But because of the category we're in, we are allowed to promote the show. And we are allowed to produce uh, new shows. So we are... We are, Michael and I are debating, like what we should be doing next. Can you go to, uh, is it possible to go to Mr. and Mrs. Bickerson to go back? If you go up there, and and there's Lisa Gibbons, and there's um, one of our actresses, Gay Jones, and she is playing an an announcer from the the period, which was 1946. And um, if you can go to Mr. and Mrs. Bickerson, you go forward or backwards and there, and there I am. I play a very small, I don't like to direct okay. something. I play a big part. So I, I directed this and I play a very, very small part. And, um, and there, <laughs> it makes me laugh because it is a comedy. And so, um,
2: is, so is this like a visual radio show?
3: huh. We call it radio. You can see. Okay. Because I'm really brand, really as a cool.
2: kid, as a kid, I remember, my dad and we used to listen to um uh, it was the green Hornet and fibber McGee and Molly
3: oh yeah well then you do remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we do those classic shows we've done there she's taking I just this is this is a very funny show and even though I directed it and I've seen it 50 times at least by now from editing and, and so forth uh it still makes me laugh it's it's just a very funny show and um here she's taking out her shoulder pads and oh it's a very funny show and it's a it's one of our shorter shows it's only about maybe 11 minutes um but wow. every show takes us about two two months to do because it's it's very um elaborate editing and
1: uh, i yeah. was i was watching That's one really cool. uh uh in preparation for tonight and I it know. looks it looks like so much fun it, it is it's fun. Yeah and, and uh Jeff I think you'd really dig it. It is you know it, uh just watching them like how you used to watch you know uh how they used to record the the old radio serials and stuff like that. You yeah, know just yeah. just uh yeah just watching uh, them do their voice acting and everything it's Yeah, yeah it looked like well, some yeah, blast. Yeah, because
2: I mean you know as a as a kid, you know spending my summers up in Maine, we had no electricity or anything like that.
3: Oh,
1: so how
3: does
2: your radio. we what? We had there was battery radio.
3: Oh, transistors, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's old school.
2: I mean, I'm I love that. Old I love school.
3: that. I love it.
2: You know, I mean, this is back in oh, between 60, 1968 and nineteen seventy-five.
3: In there, there was some radio left, or, or more likely, was reruns. By that time, I know Michael and I. Um, M- Michael Carnegie you just saw him there. It doesn't really look like that, but. We are um, radio nerds and we love um, classic radio and we came to it in kind of a similar way. We didn't know each other until a few years ago, but we came to it very similar because we both lived in London at different times, but we lived in London and we both um, studied acting in London and I used to listen to the BBC all the time because the BBC, it is it is not considered classic radio or, or old radio, it is current. And even now, because I, I go back to London quite often and um, I used to teach there and I haven't done that since before the pandemic, but, um, but every day you can listen to BBC and there's a new programming, new programming, new radio dramas, radio comedies, and they are fabulous. And it's like it used to be here back in the day. And so I came to uh, radio through that, and then Michael used to listen to Star Wars. Was on radio when he oh, was a too. kid. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars was on radio. It yeah. was on radio. Okay. Oh, I yeah. would
0: listen to that. Yeah, I'll listen to, to that today.
3: Uh, you're going to be googling that like right, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't
0: Waiting know for if the show to end. Hurry up. Yeah, I,
3: he's gone. Where did he go? Um, <laughs> So yeah, he used to live and listen to Star Wars in L.A., and and he used to listen to the BBC also in London. But but he really came to uh, love radio drama from listening to Star Wars on the radio as a kid. And I don't know where he was, or I know he's in L.A. That's all I know. But I think you could probably Google it, and you could probably pull up well, an episode. Would be my guess. So we came to radio. Through classic radio, and even though we were not of the era or the generation that listened to radio, you know that would have been my mother and my my grandparents, and um, so. But we love it. We love classic radio, and and the fact that we're doing it and we're allowed to still do it in the middle of a strike is really wonderful. And the fact that we are raising money for it is really full circle. For an industry charity that is going to help people uh, because they can't pay their rent during the strike, or they can't get medical care, can't buy food because during the pandemic they did that, and it's it's such a a broad uh, service organization that they they have really the best um, elder home um, around that I've ever seen or heard of. And it's it's for people who have been in the industry and now they are retired or they can't take care of themselves anymore. They have Alzheimer's or, or whatever. And then they but I always say they take care of people from birth through end of life, because they do. They they offer uh you know, prenatal care, they offer child care and all the way through your life. And so we are very pleased to be you know still helping them we started you know helping them because of the pandemic and now we are now we are here in the strike and, and helping them through that meanwhile offering up what we think is some very good entertainment and um and one of our shows another one that I directed I think it I think it was the first one I directed I'm not sure it was a very ambitious undertaking we had no idea how difficult it was going to be but I really had wanted to do War of the Worlds for a very long time in some form, I didn't know what, right? And because um, I had worked with Orson Wells as a very young actress. A project I can't talk about. Um, mm-hmm. but I worked, worked That's why worked, I didn't
2: bring up War of the Worlds.
3: That's okay, because I can I can dance around it. And okay. and there's Michael, my my producing partner, he's playing Orson. And I, I cast him in that. And he didn't tell me until I cast him as Orson. He also plays another role, a very different role, because we there are very few of us in this group. So sometimes we'll play two roles, three roles, four roles. Yep. That is our, I guess that's our way. Yeah. That's our uh, YouTube channel. Yep. Thank you very much for posting that. Um, so I cast him and he knew I had worked with Orson and knew Orson long, long ago. And and so I was trying to think who can do Orson. And so I cast Mike on, he, he didn't tell me until later he was terrified because, mm-hmm. because I hadn't worked with Orson. And he was like, oh my God, am I gonna be able to do this justice? And he did, he's utterly brilliant because also Michael is a very accomplished um, voice actor and does many different voices as most of us do in the group, but he does I think more than anyone. And this actor is Rick Scary. And he plays um, a very interesting role because we use the original script from 1938. That n- n- there's been many iterations of War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. but we chose to use the original script, not one of the later scripts. And um, I'm really happy. That's that the one that
2: scared the bejesus out of everybody.
3: It is the one. It mm-hmm. is. There is. If you watch this, you'll see uh, Tom, our host, at that point. Uh, oh, thank you. I will, Don. Um, Tom, Tom, at that point, Tom Bergeron was, was with us. He's now gotten kind of busy doing, uh, prepping a movie with William Shatner. So we're yeah. very happy for him. And and now we have the lovely and wonderful and brilliant uh, Lisa Gibbons, if you remember her from Entertainment Tonight. She's just truly mm-hmm. fabulous and just got a heart of gold. And uh, so we've been very lucky with our two hosts, you know, one male, one female. And and they are sensational and, but war of the worlds after Tom did his host intro, then I do my intro about the show. And I talk about the controversy, um, about that. Did it really, the millions of people really run out into the streets screaming or was that a hoax or, and it, and you, there's two schools of thought on that. I won't go into it. You can watch the show and you can see my little mm-hmm. seminar on that very topic. And then how also I wanted to pay homage to Orson because I adored him and, and admired him so hugely because at the time he did War of the Worlds, which came out through his Mercury. I know I'm such a nerd. Just tell me to shut up when you're sick of this. But um, at the yeah. time, okay, thank you. Um, but at the time he, uh, he and John Houseman, whom I also knew a long time ago when I was very young, um, who was a legendary actor, producer, director. Um, he and Orson started Mercury Theater. It's so hard because I remember directing all these people. I'm trying not to watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, and there's that dance number. Oh, my God. That's a whole other story. Um, and um, that's my friend Nancy, and um, who was a radio DJ before she oh, wow. uh, went into other fields. And... Uh, quite quite well known in the LA area, and um, uh, so when Orson was doing War of the Worlds and the Mercury Theater with John Houseman, he and I think when he did War of the Worlds, he was about twenty seven, maybe younger, when he did this. But he was already a top Broadway producer. He had three Broadway hits running concurrently when he was doing War of the Worlds. It was he was a very. I didn't inspirational. Know that. Yeah, I didn't know it either until I, didn't I know that. No, and I didn't you know I did no. heavy 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 I do a lot of heavy research but I did a lot because I knew Orson and I wanted to you know do him justice and I did and and then we also dedicate the show at the end to Orson and um, which made me really really very happy because he was he was a genius he was really a genius and sometimes he was underrated and I don't like that. And um, because he did so many great things that people don't know about. And he also had another he did he did a lot on radio for years and years. And he had another um, series called Suspense theater. And they mm-hmm. did over a thousand episodes, a thousand. I mean, it's hard on us we just to get just one done. It takes two months. And he did, of course, he had a much larger staff than we do. But I think The
2: Twilight Zone was uh, actually kind of taken from suspense theater. To be Actually, honest with
3: you. one of our shows, um, The Hitchhiker, originated, uh, I think, in suspense theater. And then The Twilight Zone took that exact episode of The Hitchhiker and recreated it into a Twilight Zone episode, and mm-hmm. we do that. We do um, in our. We have uh, the Hitchhiker on in our shows, and it is actually scary. And I didn't direct mm-hmm. that. One of our other members directed that one. I'm in it. Um, I'm in it, playing kind of a wise. I almost said a bad word. Kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a hard woman. And um, and it was a, that was a lot of fun because I got to do a different voice and a different character, and uh, and that show uh, was our Halloween show, and it it was pretty scary I got to say pretty scary about a ghost that keeps appearing. If you're yeah. familiar with, it. and we did, we've done Gunsmoke, we've done Life of Riley, and um, because all of those shows, and I know I'm going on and on again. You want to talk about something else? Let me know. But I am uh, really a nerd about all this.
1: We
2: enjoyed this. Oh yeah, no, we you know we're we're nerds at heart. Okay. I I know Leo. Leo, you have another show coming up. I know that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I do have another show, so we uh, (laughs) should wrap it up. um... we'll we'll
2: we'll start winding down. But I do. Yeah, we've
1: we've gone over actually. I just looked at. Yeah,
2: no, that's fine. Uh, But I do have a couple of questions for you. Okay, sure. Okay. Number one, do you know, because you're kind of a nerd and geek with this, this old-time stuff, when was the first Once. Wizard of Oz movie produced? Ooh.
3: Well, 1939, but are you, which version are you talking about? Are you talking about the Judy Garland one? No. Oh, you're talking about the earlier one. Earlier. Shoot, I think it was in the 20s. I don't know. You got me there. When no, was it? right.
2: 1925. 19- it, was a, it was a silent movie.
3: 1929. Now I'm going to have yeah, to find yeah. it.
2: You're going to have to look that. 1925. Yep.
3: 1925.
2: Yeah, okay, I have to find it. a silent film.
3: I have the first science fiction film ever made. I have that on DVD. You probably know the name of it. It's... 1919, I think. It's a science fiction film, and the effects are all handmade. And you can what's the name of that? Does anybody here know the name of that? Is a trip I have Moon? Yes, Trip to the Moon. Thank you. What what year was okay, that? I was
2: I was thinking Forbidden Planet, but that was much after. That was much later. later. Oh, that's so that much, later. much later. Much later. Yeah.
3: When was okay? When uh okay 19- so.
0: 1902.
3: Oh, my gosh, was it
0: 1902? Yeah, 1902.
3: It's obviously obviously silent, and you can buy it, because I did. And uh, you will be amazed at the special effects that they did by hand. Just so thrilling. I think I
0: watched a documentary about the making of that movie.
3: I would love to watch the documentary if you have it. I mean, if you can send me a link or...
0: Yeah, I'd, like to,
3: time I'd time love now. to watch that documentary. I think that would be fascinating. Okay. What was your other question there? So
2: I think I already know the. I think I already know the answer to this. But uh, sure. dog or cat person?
3: Actually, I'm both. Okay. I am both. I have had dogs and cats at the same time, who got along great. I had a, a one dog, who terrorized. He, but he came. He was a very unique. Type of dog. He was a trained attack guard dog I uh, needed for that moment in time. And okay. I had uh, three cats that I had brought back from London and um, he scared them. And so he had a new home, a very good new home. And okay. uh, I couldn't let him do that to my cats, right? I had a wolf dog for many years. He was uh, more wolf than dog. And he. Oh, that's cool. It was very that's cool. cool. Yeah, oh, he was—he cool. was my soul dog. He really was, mm-hmm. and he—he uh, he was uh, massive, and massive, and he looked just like a wolf, and uh, and he howled like a wolf. He, he never learned how to bark, even though my other dog tried to teach him. He never could master barking. He didn't have the vocal cords for it, so he would do kind of a howl bark. She would sit on the. I lived in another mountain. I'm always living in the mountains. And um, she would try to teach him how to bark. And it was really very moving. And and she would bark at him. And he would look at her. And he would make a, a murmur, And she would look disgusted and like, oh, you're so stupid. And he never did learn how to bark. But he, I had cats. I had um, probably three and four maybe. And he uh, adored the cats, adored them. And they just, they slept with him and, and, my, and my other dog, who was a Black German Shepherd, and um, they were just a pack. They were wonderful, really wonderful. So I am neither a dog person or a cat person. Plus, I grew up with horses and I rodeoed for five years. So I love horses. I, I miss having horses now. Ugh, I miss it so much because I love to hug horses. I get kind of oh, said, I don't have a horse right now. And I love the smell of horses and I love the smell of stables and everything that goes with that. So.
2: Okay. Well, that sure was a horse. great answer. Thank okay. You. My last question for you. Yeah. Chinese or Thai food?
3: Thai. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> that, was, that was instant. I love, yep. I love right food. although I love the Chinese food in London, is very different than here.
2: Right, right, right. Well, and here it's, it's American Chinese food.
3: It, there, it's not. It, it. And I love Indian food in London. Although I do love Indian food here. We have really good Indian food in L.A. I don't know how you guys uh, fare in um, in Massachusetts. And for that, but I do love. I. But I Thai and Chinese Thai every time. What about you? What do you like?
2: Well, I like them both. Um, I mean, I do. Uh, I like Thai food. The problem with where I live is it's much closer and easier to get Chinese. Thai yes. food is a little bit of a distance. I have to travel to go get Thai food. Oh, you food.
3: do? Yeah. No, we haven't. You know, like-
2: same, same thing with Indian.
3: Oh, really? You know, oh, I, do,
2: you- I do like Indian food, but we don't have any local. Oh, I love I
3: Indian food. I, know, love I mean,
2: it. I live in horse country.
3: Oh, you do! Oh, yes! How wonderful! Yes. Oh, how yeah. wonderful! Yeah. I wish I right live too.
2: in a farming town and there's stables yeah. and horses and there's all kinds of stuff around. Oh,
3: so. I love that! So you know, I wish I had a horse, but I don't right now. I live
0: in a farming town right. too, but they farm tobacco.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> all tobacco <laughs> around
0: me. As far are as you in North
3: are Carolina, Carolina, where I was born, which <laughs> yeah. I was born on the Marine Base, but gosh, there's a lot of oh, tobacco. it's
0: all cigar tobacco up here.
3: Oh yeah, it was cigar tobacco, 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 in North Carolina.
1: Yeah. So that's oh, funny. I didn't even. So, and um, I know Leo, you have your question. What's your question, uh, Leo? Oh, what the heck? My Whoa, lights just went. Ride, ride, crazy. You yeah, your so <laughs> That's uh, a good question. Sons up. <laughs> uh, uh, what kind of
3: lighting should you have?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, this is not a uh, question. Uh, I grew up on a small family farm as well, and I totally get what you mean. You know, uh, you know, hugging a horse. You know. Oh yeah. We, we had cows, and and you know, I had a horse, and yeah, just. They're so massive, but they're just just amazing animals, you know. It's uh, they
3: are, and they smell so
1: good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love uh, smell. My wife thinks I'm crazy. Uh, you know, my job was shoveling out the uh the barn, you know, when was I was a job. kid. Yeah. Me too. And and like, you know, just the smell of like, you know, fresh manure, like that that's I, I have no problem with that. You I know? have no problem. And, yeah. And you can tell the difference between like the chemicalized, you know and like the fresh, and it's like, my wife thinks I'm crazy when we pass a farm. You played like, with
2: different kind of mud pies as a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, my
3: my, my job was the same. I, when I had uh, my own horse, I had two horses. One tried to kill me all the time, and the other one was scared of cars. They each had their unique personalities, but my job was to muck out the stalls, and I didn't have any problem with it at all. I mean, it's nothing but really processed hay and, oh, yeah. and straw and oats it's
1: oh, yeah. you know and you get used to the smell you know
3: you, you do you don't i never even noticed it and then later much 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 later because i rodeoed in the 90s all over the country with a whole bunch of um professional cowboys and then also uh actors um uh, i you know i i would get actually happy when we would would get to um uh uh a site where the horses were because the smell, I would love that smell and everybody else loved the smell too. Cause we were all horse people. Yeah. So I totally understand. And your wife and it's really? hard if you didn't grow up with it, but exactly. yeah, I just saw that post there about, about other animals, you know, poop and you're right.
2: You no. only thing yeah. I ever got to muck out was a little box.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different than taking a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know in a huge bucket <laughs> right though and, know, and shoveling up your your horse's um you know poop so uh, it's a little bit different but i have i have mucked out many litter boxes in my dines. Right. but right now we're just picking up dog poop that's it yeah oh, you know, it's easy he's a small dog
1: so uh so the question i normally ask and uh you know i'm probably going to know the answer here uh but you know besides your 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 career in acting what do you dork out about you know uh like we've had uh you know uh some people on they they love researching you know sunken vessels or uh do you play guitar or or, or, what, what is something that you know is uniquely you that you just love that you dork out about
3: Well, I really dork out about radio, you know, radio plays. I really, as you've heard me go on and on and on and on and on, you know, I really do dork out about that. And, um, and I, um, I'm a a fair pianist. I'd say I used to be pretty darn good. I used to compete statewide when I was a kid and I grew up on classical music and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up on, um, really other types of music till much 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 later because my grandmother was uh, a huge influence on me and she loved classical music and so therefore i started playing piano at 5 and uh, and i started playing a really easy easy classical music that was just you know basically notes and maybe one chord and a simple chord and you know like a, a two finger chord and a uh, three finger actually and so i can get pretty pretty dorky about classical music. I can get dorky about actually lots of kinds of music, uh, jazz, and uh, uh, but not progressive jazz, but classical jazz, and um, blues. I love old blues, and I love um, Irish music, being part Irish. I mean, it's pretty obvious. And um, that's why I love music, and uh, I can dork out quite a bit on that and just go into like a trance if I'm listening to something that I really, really like. So I guess those are the things, you know, I don't, I don't dork out on cooking like my friends do. I don't like cooking. Oh God. And um <laughs> <one> more, <laughs> my poor husband.
0: I love to eat. I hate to cook. <laughs> I,
3: me too. You know, I mean, gosh, I'm really good at choosing a good restaurant and um mm-hmm. I can cook. And I actually owned a restaurant, if you can believe it. Oh, at okay, one okay. point with, uh, five other people, and but I never cooked. We we did other things for the restaurant, you know, and then I left it. And, um, and And I dork out about acting. I am really dorky about acting. I am the dork about acting, and can't talk about it. But um, or pro- we can talk about projects. But I I am very dorky about acting and different techniques and different styles and and different people, different actors I admire and. Um, would love to work with and have worked with and can't say who and or, or project, is so weird to talk like this. Um, but though, but those it, are it
0: makes it so we can have a whole nother show when you can talk about it. We yeah, can, but right? it, we, it, I, yeah. I was pretty impressed yeah. that we got through almost an hour and a half. And Oh my
3: god, you know, I'm so sorry to we, we couldn't
1: even talk about it, and we had nothing to talk about. Like, we didn't even talk about it. comics, you know? We was, did,
3: uh, oh my gosh, and I wanted to talk about comics, but I guess. You know, we can't do that on this we'll show. Send, we'll Thank send you, you
1: a link
2: and you can I, find out everything about what we do.
3: I would love to see that because I was a huge comic book fan yep. as yep. a child. And I, 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 I'm I, in my office right now. You can't see my bookshelf, but I have graphic novels. I love graphic novels. And, um, and I have friends right now. Wow, that's a loud noise. But was, I don't. I don't jar jar It was jar jar.
2: Sorry, windows open. <laughs> oh, is that a bike? Yeah, okay, yeah, bike going by. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Oh nice. You guys are so cool. Um, it's been a great pleasure, you know, talking but, to you. I um, I, I do nice. want to just say one more time: HollywoodRadioPlayers.com dot I
1: don't know if you have, which a, is
2: in the show notes, I believe. Yep, up yep above we do that have that in the show notes, Up watching. above
1: and down yep. below.
3: Excellent. And then
2: so you our just go to the show notes and click right on it. It'll bring you right there.
3: Good. Probably and and our too, YouTube yeah. channel, which is just a simpler version, Hollywood Radio Players. And then my own website, as you already know it, leapersell.com. You just reminded me I have to update it. And um <laughs> and i so so yeah. Oh, I hate updating it. And um which is <laughs> well, I'll go like five years. I won't update it. Uh, I don't. I don't do it it myself. I have somebody do it, but I just don't like. But um, and then I have you know I'm on all all social media and Hollywood radio players. We are stick. We are on social media, but we're not very adept at it yet because we just don't have time because we're too busy making the shows. And we actually are looking for someone that um, can work with us on that uh, a social media person we need that but we are on social media once in a while we post something but it's better on the website and it's better on our youtube channel that's and the website has our bios and information about us and how we started and so forth and and then michael's and my um production company is march hair production march hair entertainment sorry and jeff went away i guess he said i'm going to the other show
0: i'm done there he goes
3: He's am done. But March Hair Entertainment, oops, there goes Jeff, is our production company, and we do produce Hollywood radio plays.
2: So Sorry, that's me.
3: <laughs> that's, well. Listen, I'm I'm shocked because I do live in the mountains, like I said, and usually on a on a Zoom or or this is Streamyard though maybe it's different. I I don't do Streamyard that often, um, so it makes me a little bit nervous. Like, am I going to get on? And, um, then I have to switch my browser to another browser and so forth. But uh, usually my picture freezes at least 10 times during during a Zoom, because not because of Zoom, but because where I live, because the cell towers are just awful. They're awful. Well,
2: I, yeah, I mean, I'm on Do Not Disturb, but my Do Not Disturb runs until 8.30. Well We just went past that, know. and my in-laws just called my wife. That's what just happened.
1: Oh, oh okay. Oh,
2: fine.
1: I got it. Yeah yeah yep,
2: that's what just happened so but leo do you think yeah Take a yeah,
1: yeah we got to wrap things up i want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening for me just google me you'll find me uh you know uh it could be true could be not i'm not going to say which is which but i run the dorkening podcast network we got a ton of shows on the network there's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff head on over to the dorkening.com you can learn more and uh, i also do a bunch of other shows during the week splash pages comic book club on tuesdays uh, we're about to do midweek geeks in uh less than a half an hour and uh you, you know just uh, a bunch of other stuff, uh, Lee. Where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Um, I like it on my Facebook fan page. I'm uh,
3: not on my personal, uh, not on my personal Facebook page because I don't, I don't do that with with uh, people other than you know close, close, close friends and family. It's a very small group. And on uh, Instagram, I'm trying. I'm on Instagram and I try to remember to post on there. I sometimes forget. You know, it's hard when you have to do a show every month and we're trying to do now every two months because it's just it's taken over our lives in a good way, you know, in a good way. But you, did you say, Leo, that you do uh, the something podcast network?
1: Uh, yeah, I run the dorkening podcast network.
3: Can you send me something on that? Because yeah. we are moving into podcasting oh. and um, and so we're all we're interested and
1: oh um, do
2: we have some stuff for you <laughs> thank yeah. you
3: thank you. good good good
1: yeah and, yeah and and you mentioned you know some uh comic book uh writers as well we uh have a comic book show that we interview comic creators so uh okay you know, yeah, i love okay. to connect on that as well okay i'm We'll we'll talk about that yep yep totally yes. totally we'll talk about that
3: and um but thank you guys I really appreciate. It's been just a blast, and I don't know how where an hour and a half went. We were supposed to do an hour, and thank you for the extra time. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate their promotion of Hollywood radio players because, you know, it goes to a good cause, and and we'll we'll talk another time. When I'm actually, it's not the March Hare show. That's just the name of our production company. Somebody posted it's Hollywood radio players. So follow that. You actually can't follow March Hare as a production company. Um, although eventually who knows, but uh, yeah, Hollywood radio players follow that. I would really appreciate whoever wants to follow that and you can like, and subscribe and then you'll get notices when we post a new show. Awesome.
1: And we uh, have a bunch of those links in the show notes and uh, Jar Jar. Hey,
0: I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, check out Comic Book Lovers Buy Sell Trade and Auction House over on Facebook. You can buy, sell, trade, and auction with thirty or uh, twenty-three thousand other dorks oh. and nerds. And you can also check me out in about a half hour over on Midweek Geeks.
1: There we go, Jeffrey. Yeah.
2: So very good. I guess I will close this one down. Uh, Let's go to uh, stilltoken.com. Everything you need to know about us will be there, including links to all of our past shows. Uh, If you're on Facebook, uh, it's Token with the Dead. Uh, And as far as I go, don't even bother because you'll find more about me on stilltoken.com. I would like to thank Lee for joining us tonight. This has been awesome. It has been a pleasure. And to close it out, i'll try and do what ben does all the time uh thank you to our first responders nurses firemen police all of you people out there because if it's not for what you do we couldn't do what we do peace out. have a good night
3: thank you guys
1: thank you thank you Yeah, yeah.